interview, the aftermath, back on the air. Got another great guest, ATL Diva. What's going on? We got another one here, another great interview brewing. How you feeling? I feel great, even though my voice is a little bit worse. I miss you guys, but I enjoy my vacation. No, you got to take that time off, but I'm going to tell you somebody who's not taking any time off right now, and that's R&B singer Alora Love. Like, that's who we're going to be talking to today about her music and her new single, Eroticy, okay. that's playing all over, including on the radio show. So let's bring her in and let's talk. You are now listening to the radio show. Uh, we're here with Alora Lovelight, great R&B singer. Uh, Alora, thank you for the time and uh, coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Oh, yes, for sure. So um, to begin, um, I guess where we could start with um, how your love for music came about. And was there a moment that you had, like in your eyes, that let you know, OK, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. This is it right here. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, I, pretty early on, pretty early on. I um, have played piano since I was four and um, my mom is a fantastic piano player and she would sit down and play the piano and like ever since I was very, very little, like two or three, I was fascinated with like the piano and how it moves. She plays classical music um, and still does. And it's, she's be way better than me. <laughs> But um, I always like love, I just thought it was so beautiful and so intricate and so, it, I felt so connected to it right away, right away, two or three years old. And I, she said, I was never a little kid like that banged on the piano. I always was very intentional about playing the notes and list, like think it's so interesting that you could play a note and it would play. And um, so I would say very early on, like I was very drawn to it. I was drawn to the piano. I was drawn to like the sound of music. Um, and then I began studying music theory right away, six, seven years old. And I, it, it came really naturally to me. It was very easy. It was always fun. Um, it's funny, I had done an interview a few days ago and they had asked me, did your parents like make you practice? And I said, I don't ever remember her making me practice. Like I actually remember her being like, okay, good job. You're done. Like that's enough practice today. My brother's <laughs> like, okay, be done. And I, I had called her and I asked her, I was like, you know, I answered that, but I said, was that right? Or did I like misremember that? And she said, no, I never told you to practice. So I just always loved it. I always loved it. I always felt really connected to music. And I think it was just like the one thing in life I was really naturally good at. Um, and so I felt confident in that space. And I've just kind of always done music, yeah. All right, yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. And, you know, thank you for elaborating on what, you know, brought you into what you're, you know, into your passion here. Yeah. So if you look at the state of music right now, it's, I mean, music is always evolving, but we're in a, um, the state of music as it is today. So. How do you feel about it today? We're in the streaming era right now, so it's totally different than what it was, you know, even 10 or 15 years ago. And how do you feel in that and in, in this current state? How do you feel your style and voice allows you to stand out from other artists? Oh, um, so it's been an interesting journey for me because I am classically trained and I studied music theory. Um, I went to school for like music composition so really the technicalities of writing a song writing an orchestration piece 
Um, and then I like got to the music industry and I was like, great, I'm like ready. And it was like, actually, that's not the rules of the game here. You know, you can read music, but you don't have to. And I was no. like, wait a second, I just spent 20 years doing that so I could be here and that's not even the requirement. So um, it's been interesting. I went to a conference probably four or five years ago and there, there was a big producer leading the conference and he said something about he couldn't read music. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't read music? And it was kind of like a, a very eye-opening experience of like, oh, this is a different game that we're playing. This is a lot more about artistry and about technique and about um you know all sorts of other things that go into being successful in the music industry besides the fact like oh i read and write music and it's like well that's nice but there's all these other things that you really need to do and know how to do um to be in the entertainment industry which music is in the entertainment industry and so it was it was a shift for me to say okay if i want to play the game and be a part of this this game with this music industry, I'm gonna have to learn how to work with these kind of producers and these kind of beats and these kind of techniques. And I can utilize my knowledge of music, but that's not the leverage anymore. I need to kind of figure out these are the rules of the game and, and fit in that way. And I think changing up the way that I was approaching things is why I've been able to have success because I was able to say, oh, wait a second, we got to do this. Um, so yeah, I think that the music industry is very, very different um, than it was once was, you know, in the 80s and 90s, it was like, you have an amazing voice, you're pretty, you're, you're talented, you can play the piano, great, here's a record deal. Like, yep. that's not really the vibe anymore, which is fine. But you have to kind of understand where you fit and what, what, you know, but that goes to your question of, what makes you stand out? And still, especially now, which is kind of ironic and funny that playing an instrument and reading music, even though we're in the music industry, you wouldn't think that would be like an extra cherry on top, but it is. Yeah. And I do think that as fun as it is to, you know, have the vibe, the wave that's going on with music right now with beats and with different kind of like, types of music trap and hip hop and all of that that's on the radio it still rings bells when i can walk into a session and and really understand the technicalities of how the music works you know so i would say that that's definitely something that sets me apart for sure um and i love it i love studying music like i'm such a nerd with music i i think it's really interesting so um yeah i i think that that's part of it and and also like i just I like playing the piano is something that I think is kind of something that adds to my arsenal, but you know, all that. But it's not being a nerd, it's called being passionate. That's what it is, it's being yes. passionate. I like that. I like there it, it is. All right. all right, so we were talking to the lovely and talented Laura Lovelight. All right, so she's got a song out, it's called Eroticy. So that's available on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, wherever you stream your music, you can find, or you can catch her on Facebook at Alora Lovelight Music. She's on YouTube and Instagram at Alora Lovelight, and her website is lovelightsoundmusic.com. ATL Diva, do you have something for Alora Lovelight? I do. Excuse my voice. <clears throat> I went to Mexico and came back in the cold rain. And it's oh, disgusting. no. 
Go back to Mexico. Oh my God. Got a little Weezy Jefferson thing going on here, but it's it's cool, you know. I hate you so much. Nobody's cow. Well, I I definitely can relate to you with music. I can read music and I'm trained, but like my dad plays by ear very well. I cannot do that. It's just like really weird, but um, my question is, being that you do have to be unique and stand out, what do you want your vibe or your, um, I guess some people will call it sometimes a look or a concept, like what do you want your audience to portray from you? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, because some people, they have like the girl next door look or vibe and then some women have like kind of like the Rihanna sexy mystery look. So what is it, what's the vibe that you want to set for your audience? Yeah, I know, I love that. Conveys your personality. Yeah, um, I would say that it took me a long time to understand how important that was. And I think that a lot of artists don't know how important that is because a lot of us in general don't know who we are and haven't explored um, who we are as people and who we are as, you know, artists, as people, as mothers and sisters and wives and girlfriends and, and all of that. And so it's like very hard to pick an identity in the music industry if you're not knowing who yourself is. So over the last like year and a half to two years, I've done a lot of like self exploration and kind of what is my vibe and what is you know, what is a lower love light to people or they see an outfit and they're like, oh, that's a lower love light. Um, I was just talking to my stylist last night and we were talking about like, that is so important for an artist. A lot of people don't tell you that. They just like let you figure it out. Um, How unique you need to stand out. But for me, I feel like it's very important, which eroticity totally is in line with, um, that like sexy, confident, classy vibe is 100% me and 100% what I want people to get from me and have for themselves. I think that that's different for everybody, right? Everybody's sexy, classy, whatever vibe is different. But I think that knowing yourself and being really clear about this is what makes me feel confident makes me feel beautiful, makes me feel put together and like um, worthy and really knowing myself, that's kind of what I want people to get from my music, from my look, from my everything. So eroticy was like the best kind of manifestation of that vibe, I think, because when we did the song eroticy, that was totally my goal. It was like, okay, now I know this is what I want. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to portray. Let's have a single that really says to the world, oh. And I think people totally get that from eroticy. It's sexy. It's classy. Um, you know, somebody asked me, Do, is there a clean version of it? And I was like, no. You know, it's called eroticy, which makes people be like, what is this song? But actually, like, I don't cur- I don't swear in the song. I don't say anything overly sexually explicit. It, we wanted it to be a creative and use your imagination and make you feel like, you know, people have said to me many times in an interview, like, you know, eroticy is not really a word, which is not. It's made up. And 
of, of course it alludes to that vibe, but we, that, that was the whole point. That is a lower love right. life, creative and interesting and sexy. And, and that's what I think we got. So, yeah. I think it's interesting you said that because we don't always listen to music for it to be exactly literal. We listen to music because this usually is a fantasy. Yes. It usually is a place we want to escape to. Yes. And um, I'll ask one question before I, you know, pass it back to 16. Speaking of your lyrics, where do you write from? Some people write from personal experiences. Some people write because they write poetry as well. So when you're coming up with your concept for your lyrics of how you want to convey emotion or your song. So where does that come from or what's that method look like for you? Mm, yeah, I, um, well, particularly with Eroticy, I wrote the song Eroticy with Ray Rothschild, who is formerly Sugar Ray of the Double X Posse. And they had a few number one hits in the 90s. And so he brought a hip hop, harder vibe to the music that was really important. Um, and when we got to that point of writing Eroticy, I, I had been in a place of like, empowerment and confidence and wow i finally really feel like i know who i am i want to do this unapologetically i want to do this vibe and feel really good about it and feel confident about it um, and be proud of the product and that's where eroticy came from it was like i was in a space of feeling the most confident and beautiful and sexy and you know like i said unapologetic version of myself I think than ever before. And that's where that came from. A lot of the music that I write is from a standpoint of where I'm feeling, but also I constantly think about the listener. And I constantly think about when you sing along to this song, how will you feel? And it, it's gotta be this, I think that a hit song comes from the marriage of your own personal experience, but enough that other people feel like, oh my gosh, that song's about me, yep. right? So, so that's where that comes from. And the next single is, is we, just, we just went to the studio, started the next single, um, and I can't share too much about it, but it, it's totally the same vibe. It's totally the same confident, sexy, um that that level and that vibe I, that's what i want people to experience from my music and that's the stage of life that i feel like i'm in you know yeah that's awesome yeah. 16 do you have a crazy sexy vibe <laughs> that you so, I, so, so i've been told you know it's not about <laughs> me right you, now. so what would you say is like a common misconception that people have when it comes to the creative process of making a song or creating an album. So, I mean, like, do you ever have people say that, well, making a song or shooting a video, that can't be actual work, right? That's fun. So that can't be work, can it? Totally. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves that I was just talking to a friend about the other day is like, there's so many people out here who want to be an artist because it looks fun, which it is fun, but it's a lot of, a lot of work, like a lot of work, even the work of looking beautiful and fun. And it's still sometimes it's work. She knows <laughs> like it's, we got to put it together and we got to have it all set. And 
so it's like the whole what you just said about oh the video and oh that can't be that much work your product will speak for itself because everybody who's doing it on this extremely high level they are putting in 24 hour days they are like i i feel like when i'm working on something nobody should ever be working harder than me never if somebody's staying till 12 o'clock, if it's a 12 hour day for the camera guy, it's a 14 hour day for me. If it's a 16 hour day for make, hair and makeup, it's 18 hour day for me. Like I should always be working the hardest because it's my art and I'm the, you know, the creative mind behind it. And I just feel like it should always be something that you are the most passionate about that you and people that work with you and for you are going to match your level of dedication and passion. So if you're wondering why everybody's lazy and sitting around and doing nothing, you need to look at yourself as an artist and be like, am I pushing people? Am I pushing myself? Do they see me working super hard? Do they see that I care about it? I'm invested in it. My money's in it. All of those things people want to see and get behind. Like, people want to support things that are a little bit on an, on another level than, you know, oh, I, every, we all have a phone, right? We all have TikTok, we all have Instagram. So it's like, let's make something that is on a different level. And that's going to take more work. That's just the answer, you know? So I think a lot of people have a misconception about how hard it is, how much work it is. I think a lot of people are not honest with themselves about how much work they're putting in. Um, they think they're working super hard and it's like, no, <laughs> not really. Right. Even myself, I'll have that talk with myself of like, how can I do 10% more? How can I do 5% more? You know? Yeah. 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 Because the, the time in between that you're not doing that work, the person who's trying to get to where you're going, they're up doing it. So you got to keep that mentality. If I got to beat this next person who's putting in that extra percent, I'm going to beat Somebody them. Somebody else is working. So, yeah, that's right. Yep. So in, in any endeavor that, we're, that you're doing, whether you know, you're working, whatever you're doing, whatever your endeavor is, you always need people to prop you up. So, you know, to give you a kick when you need it, all that stuff. So who would you say are the people close to you that keep pushing you, even though you had these days where, you know what, I, I ain't feeling it, I'm not doing it. But who are the ones that say, no, Laura, you're going to get up, you're going to do this. Who, who are some of those people? You have to have, you have to have those people. Yes. Oh, man, I wouldn't be here without those people. Um, one of my very, so I have a few people. Like, I think that when you're trying to put yourself in a certain position, you need to have a mentor of every position that you're trying to be in. So if you want to be in the music business, you need to have a business mentor. If you want to be in music, you need to have a music mentor. If you want to be in sports, you need to have a sports mentor, right? So it's like, I have four or five people that I go to for different things. I have, you know, first of all, my assistant, Savannah, who you guys know, she's fantastic. And she totally she keeps me on point. She texts me and she was like, put your energy up and she's always on point with stuff like that which is like that's the only kind of people that i want in love light sound music in the company in the brand in everything people who are with that kind of energy um my other very dear friend abby she um abby Coates. she she runs all my merch she runs all events coordinating things like that and she is got the same energy totally on point 
she she's definitely the one who's like okay Laura, get yourself together <laughs> come on my stylist same thing she's like get it together um and then some you know a lot of my writing partners a lot of my music partners um you know music is an interesting thing because like on this side of things you really have to be super emotionally connected and super in touch and vulnerable as the artist and then on this side of things it's like you really can't take anything personally if you want to get to where you're going because yeah. all these people around you are trying to make you better and they're trying to help you get to where you're going so like you have to be able to take constructive criticism you have to be able to write with people who write better than you and make you be like ooh, i could be more creative about that like that's how you elevate as an artist as a person as you know a man as a woman as all of those things so i try to keep those people around me all the time and then on top of that i do a lot of self work where I'm constantly listening to a meditation, constantly listening to a podcast, constantly, like if I'm in an Uber on my way to somewhere, I'm getting my mind in the right space for that interview, for that show, for that whatever, all the time, constantly. So, nice. yes, yeah. So uh, just again, that um, we're speaking with Laura Lovelight, all right, she's got a song out, Erodicy. It doesn't matter if she made the word up, she made it up that makes it a word. All right. So variety. <laughs> so that's available on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, Deezer, Amazon, wherever you stream your music. She's on Facebook at Alora Love Light Music. YouTube and Instagram is Alora Love Light. And her website is lovelightsoundmusic.com. ATL Diva, I know you want to get back in there. You got something else for Alora. I do. So you brought up a really good point about having a very successful team around you in order to be successful. And we see it all the time. You know, artists are either successful or not based on their team. Yeah. What advice or what can you share with us about the importance of how you vet mm. the people that you put in each position? Because a lot of people will just put Anybody. their friend or right. their family member in this position, but that is not conducive to their success. So, could you share some small ideas of like how Alora vets a person before she's like, you know what? Yes, you're good for my team or no, you're not. Yes. Um, yeah. And honestly, the answer is pretty simple. Um, I can know if, uh, you know, there's times where I'm like, ooh, I wasn't right about that. But <laughs> nine times out of 10, I just get to know a person and I can tell. Mm -hmm. I can tell if you're a hard worker. I can watch and see if you do more than you're being asked to do. I can see if you're going above and beyond, if you're sending extra emails when I didn't ask you to do that, if you're doing extra research, if you're on set and my hair is not in the right spot and you fix it without being told to do, like all of those things, I'm constantly paying attention to. And um, I think that to vet people for your team, you have to move slowly. You have to let them come around. But but like you said, perfectly said, people throw people into a position without thinking. For me, I think, is this person an expert on the area that I need their help with? Boom. Yes. That's it. That's really all it is. And then observing them enough. And like when I say an expert, right? It's like sometimes 
you know, you need somebody to contribute in a way that they don't have to be an expert on any specific topic, but they have to be an expert in time management. They have to be an expert in how to work hard. They have to be an expert in all of those areas. And then it's like, when I'm thinking about, you know, who's going to do my social media or help with that, are they an expert in social media? Cause I'm definitely not. <laughs> so like, are they the expert? If I'm going to be doing, you know, writing, are they an expert writer? Are they a brilliant songwriter? Like I wouldn't sit in a writing session with somebody who I didn't feel like challenged my songwriting. I just wouldn't do it because we're trying to elevate, right? We're trying to move to the next level. Um, same thing with even like perfect example is Savannah having somebody who's in charge of PR and doing assistant things for me. She constantly does things without being asked constantly. She'll make phone calls. She'll check. She'll double check. She'll, um, confirm triple confirm, like all of those things bring so much value you know, and it's like, is she a particular expert of business or social media or this? Not particularly. Is she an expert in going above and beyond, working super hard, knowing where to fill in the gaps and be like, oh, she needs this. Oh, she needs a bottle yeah. of water. Oh, she, yes, a hundred percent, a thousand percent. And you have to be, again, you have to be like, it has to be business. I love yeah. you. You're my friend. You're not the expert. I'm not going to put you in the position to do X, Y, Z. That's not exactly. like it's nothing personal, but this is what we're trying to accomplish. And you're not the person to get us there. You, if you're the hype person and you want to be on set and keep me focused, do that. Come with us every time, but you can't be a distraction. You can't be in the way. You can't be lazy. Like, I don't care if you're my mother, brother, sister, cousin, dog, whatever. You just, you can't be here. Like we don't have, we don't have time for that. We don't have time because like you said, 16, everybody's working all the time, all the time. Everybody's vetting people. Everybody's trying to find a better team. Everybody, like all the time. There's millions of people out here trying to do music. Absolutely. That's the reality. That's the reality. Yeah. That's very true. Especially in the culture now where people have so many different avenues to put their music out there. Yes. And my my one question I do want to ask you is, can you take me back to a moment where you got like the ultimate validation that like, yes, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing like right now. It could be a fan that said something to you. It could be the first time you heard it mm. um, in a, your song in a particular environment. Like what was that moment? And then how did you feel? Mm, that's a great question. I think that it's funny, right? Because it's like, you're supposed to do it because you love it. You're supposed to do it because you're good at it. But it's like, we kind of need to know we're on the right track, right? It's like, yeah. validate yeah. me a little. Um, yes. <laughs> but like, before I was kind of doing all my artistry, as I was coming up, I was playing just like jazz bars and, and things like that. And the, the thing that gave me the confidence to continue with my artistry down a very bumpy road of artistry, which we all have, um, is that I would constantly play a show and, and every show I played, I mean, 10 people, 50 people, a thousand people, every single show, 
people would come up to me after and they would feel very connected to me, to my performance, to what I was saying, to what I was singing about. And constantly it would re-encourage me to say, this is what I'm on the planet to do, to connect with people. All the time, people tell me like the most beautiful stories about, I had the worst day and you just made me feel so much better. Or I've been going through the worst time and that song that you wrote just made me feel so much better. Or I've been listening to whatever track by you and it makes me feel better every day. That's what keeps me going for sure. A hundred percent, you know, all the glitz and the glam is fun for sure. Definitely. But it's a lot of hard work. And so the thing that makes me continue to do it is people is people. For sure. Once I played a show, uh, it was the biggest show I ever played. It was probably like 40,000 people. And um, yeah, it was a music festival. And at the end, they were like, Laura, come over here to the fence. And I was like, okay. So there was like a big fenced in area. And I go to the fence and there's like this little girl with her mom. And she was like, maybe nine. And she just like had these stars in her eyes. And she said to me, she was like, I want to be like you. And I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, and it was like such a beautiful moment of like, she felt by seeing, and I was like a shy kid. I was not, you know, the diva. I was not super, I was not the prom queen. I was none of those things. I was really good at music. That's, you know, I was kind of shy. I was kind of a nerd, but I was good at music and that's kind of was my thing. And so like to see a little kid like that, who I could tell by her demeanor felt kind of shy, felt, you know, she was shy talking to me and, but, but felt like, oh, maybe I could do that. If she could do that, maybe I could do that too. And, and that feeling, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's a good story. Thanks. So feel good. What you got next? All right, so more. Um, I got actually got two more here for you, and then uh, we got a little bit of a question game that we do to help open up our guests, have a little cool. fun with that. But okay. Um, so we talked about a lot of things when it comes to your music, but we didn't get into this part. I'm interested to know about it. So, who is someone that you look at as a dream collaboration, and what kind kind of song would you like to create with them? Mm, I love that question because people ask it to me a lot and it continuously makes me think about like, ooh, what is the answer to that? And I'm all about manifestation. So I'm like, let me put that into the universe. Um, yes. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of people who work really, really hard. I, am a, I adore Nicki Minaj, Lady Gaga, Alicia Keys, like power women like that, Beyonce, um, because I just think that I want to be there. And so I would love to work with them. Again, challenge me. How do they walk? How do they stand? How do they interact with their team? Like, I just want to be a fly on the wall with people like that. I would love to work with these powerhouse women, Rihanna, um, in the industry, all of them. And then also on the other side of things, I'm, I'm a huge fan of hip hop. So like, there's kind of a few categories, right? There's like this category of powerhouse women. Then there's this category of like Nas and Jay-Z and people that I think are just lyrical geniuses that I think would make my writing so much better. Ray has been brilliant to work with because 
just that like the way people in hip hop write is so different um, and it's so clever and it's so catchy and it's so slick and I, I just love that. So that in there. Um, and then I would say on a musical standpoint, I would, I would love to work with Stevie Wonder. I would love to work with Billy Joel. I would love to work with Elton John, um, all of the um, Lionel Richie, all of those like heavy wow. hitter, real, be in the studio, write every instrument part, you know, Quincy Jones, like that, that genre and, and era of people I adore and are a huge influence on my music. So I, you know, I love Chris Martin from Coldplay. I think that he's one of the most modern times people who is really working on instruments. And he, I don't think he actually reads music, but he plays piano. And I love the way that he writes and connects to his audience, which is why he's a mega star. Um, I also love Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, two of my all time top favorites right now. Um, they're like also musical guys. Bruno Mars plays like every instrument. And I think their writing is is brilliant as well. So yeah, everybody. That's a, that's a, that's a diverse catalog. We went. From yeah, photo you know, like I said, honestly, the yep. answer to that is anybody, even Drake, like anybody who works really, really hard. J. Cole, like I, these people who are really successful are really successful for a reason. It's not just because they're kind of good. You know, they work harder than everybody else and they make sure things are perfect and particular. And I love that. It always inspires me to do a better job. And none of those people are cookie cut either. They all literally no. have their own unique lane. There's nobody right. else. Like, That's right. So I could see, I could see how you, you went there. Totally. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, appreciate the answer and the elaboration on that, Laura. All right. So. <laughs> Um, the last one here before we get into our next uh, part here is, um, again, you know, we mentioned a lot of things and we talked about a lot of things. Um, is there any other like upcoming projects that we or anything we might have missed or any social media that I might have missed in recapping your information or anything else that you want to, I guess, uh, get out there? Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, so definitely. So Eradicy came out in September. That one is the one that's catching right now. We're really proud of it. It's on like 50 radio stations. Um, it's in the UK and Germany and Canada and all over. I'm very proud of that. So people haven't heard it, get on board. <laughs> um, the next single is coming probably in March. We just, just started it and I'm very excited. I've been like kind of putting it off because I'm like, well, I have to come with the same or better and like, what do I do? But um, we just started the newest one and I, I'm thrilled about it. I think that it's same diva, fabulous, empowerment, confident, sexy vibe. Um, so that's what's next. And I kind of always encourage people like, it's, it's about to get really good with what we're doing. Um, we've really narrowed the focus. And so I'm like, find me now, you know, like find us now so you can follow the journey. It's always fun to follow an artist as they kind of, you know, get, get seen and, and people kind of acknowledge that. So I'm excited about connecting with everybody. But um, also my last thing is that, so my artistry is kind of over here, but through Love Light Sound, um, I do have courses and all sorts of different things that I teach with music because I got to a point where I was like, didn't feel like my 
um, technical musicality was weighing as much in the industry as I felt like people still love this and people still want to know how to play an instrument and they still want to know how to go out and gig. And um, I can teach them that and I've done it and I love doing it and I love helping other people make money and, and play music and get gigs and be confident and all of that. So we have three courses on lovelightsoundmusic.com. One is for teen girls, which I love doing. I work with the girls and I've kind of created a program for them where it's I've combined using singing and performance to teach these girls how to feel confident and stand up straight and make eye contact and feel good about themselves. And it started as like teaching music. And I was like, wow, this is way more than music. You know, these girls are feeling better about themselves. And um, so that's that. It's called Unseen to Queen. And I adore teaching it. And it's one of the most fulfilling things I do. Um, and then there's a course called Make Money, Make Music, where I teach people how to make money and make music. <laughs> and um, it's for people who kind of want to play shows, go play in bars and venues and jazz clubs and wine bars, which is what I used to do. And I don't have time to do it anymore, but I love teaching people how to do that. And it was the vehicle that allowed me to make music my full time thing and go into my artistry while doing music. And so that's another thing. And then the last course we have is called the Willing Creative. And it's just like um, kind of an account accountability group where we meet twice a month and it's for anybody who's creative. So I, I would have a lot of like creative people. So not necessarily musicians, but musicians and writers and publishers and authors, all sorts of people come to me and be like, I kind of know what my craft is and I know what I love to do, but I'm, I don't know how to put myself out there. I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, okay, well, that's something I do. <laughs> so that's another thing where we meet twice a month and we just go over goals and we keep each other accountable, um, which is another thing I really love doing. So all of those are on lovelightsoundmusic.com and everybody is welcome to join us. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's an awesome thing that you're doing. So um, in addition to, you know, getting yourself out here with your music career. So that's good. Pulling people along is is great, you know, helping people, giving them help, and you know, that helping hand that we all need in all endeavors. So that's that's yeah. admirable. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, not that we haven't been having fun, you know, getting your answers from these questions that we have, but now we're about to really, you know, uh, have some laughs when we do this. So we got this segment uh, that we do with our guests. All right, it's called "Don't At Me." All right. So with this is that I'm going to ask you uh, a few questions of Laura and um, you basically like the example that I always give is that I ask, okay, Laura, which do you prefer, Coke or Pepsi? And you, if you like Coke, you would say Coke, don't at me. Like we're on Instagram, like, hey, that's my opinion. Don't at me, man. That's that's me. All right. So okay. the first one. All right. All right. So you're out, but you're on your way home and that gas tank is flirting with E. Mm. Do you get gas on the way home or do you get it in the morning? <sighs> That's, that's a hard one. There's so many factors. Am I stopping for ice cream on the way home? It's a real factor. Because that will definitely beat out stopping for gas. <laughs> um, I would say I wish the answer was, if it's cold, then I will stop for gas. Because I love my car. But I would say I don't stop till the morning. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Steve, I'm afraid to ask you this question because I, I figure what the answer is, but I'm not gonna go that route with you. But what, so what do you do? You're looking at that gas tank, it's looking real suspect. You gonna do that on your way home or are you gonna uh, wait until the morning? Um, Like she said, I would prefer to stop for ice cream. Like now I know I can Uber Eats from my favorite ice cream spot, which is Jenny's, mm. it's amazing. Jenny's is great, However, yes. Jenny's is crack, like I don't know. <laughs> But they put in there, but it's so good. Um, I'm going to have to be honest and say, because last night I came home on E and I filled up this morning, so it just nice. might move. So it depends on how many miles I have to E, to be honest. If I've got like 50 miles before I get home, yes. and I'm only 20 miles from home, it's going to stay on E, don't at me. <laughs> All right. So for this one, um, I know how I am with that is that yeah, it's definitely not in the morning. It's on the way home. Even if I'm not feeling like it, I'm like, I gotta do it right now because that morning's gonna come and you're gonna want that extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I don't wanna start my day off doing that. So yeah, I'm gonna get it on my way home. It's begrudgingly, but I'm gonna do it. Don't have to. All right. All right, Laura, here we go. We got the next one here. All right, so you're, you're hungry and it's time to eat and you are going out. Are you going to a restaurant you know or are you gonna try a new one? Oh, I'm like hungry and ready to eat right now. You're ready. Oh, definitely something I know. Don't at me. All right. For sure. I'm such a person who's like, oh, this is what I like. I know what I like. I know when I like it. Um, yeah. It makes sense. Does it make sense? I'm not, I, it, because I'll be so disappointed if I don't like it. And then I was hungry and I was not satisfied and with disappointed. the food that I yeah. got. Oh, it's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diva, yeah, I mean, what, what we got? Okay, so you know, women, women, we do not play about our food. Thank you. It takes us long enough to figure out what the hell we want to eat in the first place. So. Suspects. If I'm really hungry, I'm just going to go to where I know I'm going to be happy. Right. So I'm not trying anything new. If I'm really, really hungry, I don't have no. time for that. Don't at me. All right. So both of you spoke to a, a very important point about which one you choose. It depends on how hungry you are. Because if you are like, the time to try something new is not when you are very hungry. Because no. like Laura said, you don't know. And then you got a double problem because you're still hungry and you try something new, it's just not good. Totally. So if if you're hungry like that, then it's time to go with something that you know. Don't add me on that one. But that's subject to change because you might be open to something new if you're not as hungry. But in this instance, going to somewhere you know. All right. All right, Laura, here's the next one. We kind of alluded to this a little bit with the gas question. Do you stay up late or do you go to bed early? Oh. I really wish I went to bed early. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> I would love to be somebody who's like, um, it's 10 o'clock, time for bed. Never happens. I wish. I do wake up, I have actually, I read a book called Atomic Habits. This, like I'm really on my reading this year because all these successful people that I wanna be in this, you know, same vicinity of are doing that. So, okay, let me do what they're doing. I've been really diligent about reading. And so this Atomic Havoc book that I read was like telling you all these things that you need to be doing. Um, and so I, I really have started getting up at like six in the morning every day. 
which I love because it's like my power hour of meditation and reading. But sometimes I still only go to bed at two o'clock, but I still make myself get up at 6.30. But music yep. life is like not an early thing. <laughs> the people around you, the studio time, the this, the that, everybody wants to be up late. And it's like, again, everybody's working all the time. So you're like, okay, yeah, me too. <laughs> I wish that I was going to bed at, at, at 10 o'clock. But usually it's two o'clock in the morning. Always. Don't at me. All right. Diva, uh, again, this is another one because I know you and I know your sleeping habits, but surprise me. What, you stay up late or you go to bed early? I, I'm not going to surprise you because as an entrepreneur, it, it is really a 24-hour situation sometimes. It, we take meetings at 10 o'clock because we were doing projects earlier and that's like our downtime or yep. you and I text about business at 12 o'clock sometimes. So it's like yep. people who can go to bed at the same time every night, I'm not going to lie. They creep me out like a little bit. Like, how are you so freaking consistent? <laughs> like you talk to them at 830, like, yeah, I'm about to put my pajamas on. Like, what? How? I don't even think I ate dinner at 830. What's but your life like? like? Boring. That's what it's like. I'm just right. Kidding. No, yeah. it's probably similar. So, next, same today. today. <laughs> yeah. So it's like every night. Like literally, how do you pull that off? Um, I stay up all the time, but like Alora, I have a routine of things I like to do in the morning. So I do get up early, no matter what time I went to bed, which is somewhere between two and four. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I stay up late. Don't at me. Yeah, if we're in that category, I stay up late, insanely late all the time. Um, probably sleep in bursts, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there, but I'm I'm, I'm up consistently. So it's definitely stay up late for me. Um, go to bed early, I don't know what that is at all. I don't know, what is that? They say that your creative brain works like the most from one o'clock to four o'clock in the morning. It, well, because you know, that's like, um, it's like- The world the is quiet. Quiet is hour. And it's kind of like you don't have the interruptions of life. Like everything slows down between those hours. So if you're spiritually connected to yourself, that's literally the creative hour. So totally, I am up like typing stuff on my phone or whatever. Like, you know, you, some people write at those hours because it's just such a, 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 a new beginning of the day. Yes. And also the quietest time where you can really have like no interruptions from life, so it's a great hour. Mm -hmm. Yep, we get no, a lot of work right about that. All right, so Laura, we got we got two more here for you. Here, um, here's the next one. Is it pronounced repercussions or repercussions? Oh, wow! I guess I say repercussions, <laughs> but I don't know the answers. <laughs> don't at me on that. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I say repercussions, but I but I don't know if that's right. Now you made me question that if that's right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What's the answer. Uh, the answer with it being don't the answer is whatever you say it is. So if it's repercussions, that's what it is. I guess it's repercussions. Don't at me. Uh, Diva, are you going in your mind about how many times you said it either way? Which one is it pronounced repercussions or repercussions? I'm gonna say repercussions. Don't at me. What the hell? Just <laughs> repercussions. Damn it. <laughs> re repercussions. 
All right, so I guess we're gonna make this one unanimous. It's repercussions. So I have heard the pronunciation the other way, but I'm gonna go with it the way I've heard it more times than the other times. So it's repercussions. Don't ask. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've got the we got the last <laughs> one here. For we're going music related here on this last one. All right, you are feeling a bit down and you want to listen to some music. What is the album that you turn on that gets you feeling better every time? Lauren Hill, Miss Education. Wow. She said that without hesitation. Lauren Hill. I've listened to Just that like record a- at least, I mean, hun- hundreds of times. Covered, yeah, a lot covered. of women came to, had come into age with that. That is just like such a, it's just such, there's so much like emotion and energy and like, like, I, I love, adore Lauren Hill. She's on another level, Queendom. But um, she, like on that record, she, it just like, it's so musically rich, but also she's just talking about like how all this stuff doesn't matter and being in touch with yourself and I love it. It's such a powerhouse album. One of my top, 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 top albums. Yeah. Nice. Don't at me. But no one's gonna at me on that one because everybody agrees that that's one of the best albums of all time. Yes. Diva, what about you? All right. So you're feeling down, you want to pop in some music. What's that one album you turn on gets you right back to where you need to be? Oh my God. I really have like two, but the way my vibe is set up, it's definitely gonna be Johnny Aiko. Mm. Um, it's I really love Sold Out is a great album, but then she has the newest one with no BS on it. So pretty much anything Johnny Aiko is going to shift my vibe in a, a mellow but a good direction. But she also just in a very chill way says what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and she's just. She talks her shit, but then she also is very empowering, like spiritually mm-hmm. as well, with like her singing bowls and like all that other stuff. So like you're gonna shift in to like a dope meditation mode with her. So I'm gonna have to say Johnny Aiko. Love it. Okay. Nice. Yes. All right. So for me, um when I'm when I need something like that pick me up, it's it's Tupac's All Eyes on Me. Um, it always brings me back to like a great time where I was in my life at that point in time. So when I turn that one on, no matter how I'm feeling, even though that's some real like Pac was really on some hardcore stuff with that one, and you don't really get that with a feel good sort of type thing, but it puts me back in a good place where I was at that point in time. So it's Tupac, All Eyes on Me, don't at me, and nobody's gonna at me on Tupac because he was the goat, you know. So nobody's gonna come at me on that. I just knew it was going to be somebody from the 90s. I just honestly knew that. Oh, there you go with that. But I'll tell you what has (laughs) me feeling good. I'll tell you what definitely has me feeling good. And I was playing Don't At Me with Laura Lovelight being playful with us here on the Aftermath. We definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, playing around in our sandbox for sure. And just to put a ball on it, we're going to have this information. It's going to be on the screen, but also in the podcast uh, description. She got the song, Erotacy, all right? Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, wherever you stream your music, please go support that great song, all right? Find her on Facebook, Alora Love Light Music, YouTube and Instagram, Alora Love Light, at Alora Love Light, and you can see it right there on the screen. And then also her website, lovelightsoundmusic.com. She's got something for everybody there. So, Alora, we definitely um, appreciate the time getting to know you, your vision, your story. You're excellent, and we wish you nothing but success um, coming in the future. Thank you. You guys are so fun. I love this. This is so, so great. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Thank you for joining us. Yes, we hope to speak to you again. You know, yes. as things continue to go this way upward for you, come on back and let's talk about where you are at that point. Absolutely. I would love Yes, that. when the new single drops, because for sure. I was trying not to ask too many questions about that, but now I'm super, super curious and I can't wait. Yes, yes. It's totally in the, in the it's like a Rodicey bumped up a level. So I'll be oh back with chat gosh. about it for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, yeah. that is the lovely and talented Laura Lovelight. She got a lot coming you know, down in the future, currently as well. So again, Laura, we appreciate the time and thank you so much. Thank you. You are now listening to the radio show. Uh, Tripe. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Tripe. These are no. good though, because uh, in our culture, people do eat all of this stuff and hell no, I don't eat that either. Right. And yes, I've tried it twice and it's just a no-go. So was the dude you were trying it for, was he worth it? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, she, I was about to say she hasn't responded yet, so I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> That's really effed up, but how did you know? And uh, no, he wasn't. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Diva, back here on the Aftermath. We just talked to the lovely and talented Laura Lovelight. How you feeling about the interview? She was great. She had great answers to the questions we had. I love the interview with her. I like that she actually is actually good at music, like actually trained in music. I think we definitely need more people who are literal professionals. She's literally studied it. Very impressive. I enjoyed just learning a lot about her. Looking forward to her new single that's coming out. How did you enjoy the interview, 16? No, it's all good. It's always good to hear about people and their passion, pushing forward. And also she's doing positive things to help other people get going to where they want to go to in their careers also. So that's always Absolutely. So we definitely have our information, which will be in the podcast description and on the screen here about where you can find her. And as well, you can check out our information in the podcast description because we want you to listen to the radio show as well so you can catch us, you know, on all the streaming platforms. And if you want to be a guest on the radio show, just send us an email to radioshowinbox at gmail.com or you can send us a text 678-800-1677. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. So Diva, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you on these interviews. So I want to say thanks to you, thanks to Laura Lovelight, and thanks to you, the watchers and listeners of the radio show. We appreciate it. We will catch y'all next time. Bye.